it's important to know how to think because bad thinking leads to bad action. Good thinking can lead to good action. Notice I say can lead to good action. Doesn't necessarily lead to good action because you can also go against your conscience. You can also have many obstacles. But the, the first road to virtue, to practicing virtue or practicing mercy, doing good acts, is to have right thinking, right beliefs, right beliefs of the church. If you have wrong beliefs, then that's going to lead to wrong action. And, the, and this is where we need the spirit of truth, what is called in Latin veritas, veritas. So veritas means truth. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit that we can pray for. We can pray for the gift of truth, or at least to be open to the truth. You can pray for this gift of truth from the Holy Spirit so that when you hear the truth, you don't reject it. When you hear the truth of the church, you don't reject it. You don't put blinders over your eyes. You don't think that you know more than God or more than the teachings of the church, but you open your ears and you open your heart to hear. And this is the essence of, of, of religion, of being a Christian, even of the Old Testament. The problem was that people never listened to Moses. Moses had like a nervous breakdown yesterday. And then today, his brother and his sister are jealous of him. And God punishes Aaron and Miriam for being hard of heart, for being envious of Moses, the sin of envy. So you want to you always keep your ears open, your heart open to the truth, even if you don't understand the truth and its complexity, because who does understand the truth and its complexity? Even, even if you have a simple faith, and maybe you don't understand, maybe you can't explain it, that's okay. At least believe in the truth. It's better to have a simple faith and believe than to have all kinds of knowledge and not believe. You can have all kinds of knowledge. You can have all kinds of degrees after your name. But if you don't have faith, you don't believe in the truth, all that knowledge means nothing. It would be better that you do not have that knowledge and that you just have a simple faith. And so th this was one of the reasons why the Dominican order was founded, was to give us the truth, was to preach the truth so that we know the truth, but not just know the truth so that we can give the assent to the truth of faith, of faith in the truth. The, the Dominicans actually came out of a period in both the 12th and 13th century where there was a, a heresy that was brewing in the church. The heresy was called Albigensianism. I'm sure you all have heard it, right? Probably haven't heard it. See, because the Dominicans did a great job. Because if you haven't heard of Albigensianism, that, that means the Dominicans did a great job. So it's called Albigensianism. In southern France, in Italy, it was called Catharism. So when you hear the word a Cathar or an Albigensian, they're talking about the same you know, religious sect. So 
what they had, their, their beliefs, and to show you how destructive beliefs can become when, when you don't believe right, that it, it leads to all kinds of wrong behavior. So they believed in what's called dualism, and dualism is, is very dangerous. So dualism is when you split things apart. So the first thing that they split was God. And they said that there's not one God, but there's two gods. There's a good God and there's a bad God. And they said that the, the bad God, of course, they, they, they split, of course, the Old Testament and New Testament, which other heresies did in the early church. And he said, well, the bad God was kind of the Old Testament, and then the, and the good God was the God of the New Testament. And you'll hear people say this. And, well, I don't like the Old Testament. I like the New Testament. And it seems like there's two different gods that are there. And then, and then they split that the bad God created the material world. The good God created the spiritual world. And so you have this dualistic split between the material, the body, and the spirit. So then they believe that all material, anything with the body, was bad. And anything of the spirit was good. And so that, that meant that because they believed that, they rejected anything of the body. They thought the body was bad. So they did all kinds of rigorous fasting to liberate themselves from the body, that the body was holding them down, so they had to liberate themselves from the body. But then, with the church, because Jesus assumed a human body, they rejected that. He said Jesus did not really assume a human body, he did not really have a body from the Blessed Virgin Mary. He only appeared to have a body. See that? And so because they said that, they rejected the incarnation of Jesus. They, they rejected Mary's body, her perpetual virginity, because they saw the body as bad. And so they, they said Jesus was born from the ear of Mary, not from the womb of Mary. Doesn't that sound crazy? But people believe this. Hundreds of thousands of people believe this. It wasn't just a few, it was hundreds of thousands of people believe this heresy. And so if Jesus did not have a human body, his incarnation, and that means everything that Jesus did with his body was, was, was a semblance. He didn't really work as a carpenter. He really didn't eat. And so then the, their logical conclusion was that, well, then Jesus didn't really suffer on the cross. He only appeared to suffer because the human body is bad. So how can a human body save us from sin if a human body is bad, if material is bad? And so that means they denied the suffering of Jesus, the passion of Jesus, so they denied incarnation passion, death, and suffering, and logically then they would deny the resurrection because Jesus rose from the dead with the human body. So they would deny the resurrection, okay? 
So the dogmatic theology, they de deny basic, what is called dogmatic theology. Then go further with the heresy. You see how bad thinking can lead to really bad beliefs? And so if all material is bad, then that means baptism. Baptism consists of water. So, but water, water is material, it's bad. So they would deny baptism. So they were not baptizing their children, not baptizing their people if you join the sect of Albigensianism. And then to go further, marriage was bad because marriage was a union of the flesh of bodies. So they denied marriage. Confirmation would be bad because it involves holy oil. The Eucharist, they denied the Eucharist. Why? Because the Eucharist involves material elements, it involves bread and wine. If bread and wine are bad, you cannot have the Eucharist. So eventually they denied all seven sacraments of the church. And which if people followed this heresy, they were denied the sacraments of the church. And so they, they went further and their heresies, they, they thought you had to do rigorous fasting. And of course, with a lot of these heresies, they have kind of like the perfect and the imperfect. So those who liberate their body perfectly and those who do not. And so they, they practice suicide in this heresy because suicide was seen as an ultimate liberation from the body. And so they were practicing suicide and on and on and on. They, they, they did not eat meat because they even saw animals. It was flesh material, so that is bad. So they became almost like vegetarians except for fish, and I don't know how they justify fish, but they eat fish, but fish is material. So it's like, how far do you wanna you know, bring that logical conclusion of all material is bad? Had it, and you can see that, you can see that. And I'm only giving you a few other practices. I mean, they, they, they had outlandish practices. So of course, this was leading souls astray. When you have a practice of suicide, people committing suicide, they also had abortions because the material body was seen as bad. And so abortion would be allowed to, to liberate the child and so on and so forth. So, and this heresy spread, it was mainly in southern France and Italy, and spread. And there were whole towns that were Albigensian. But God always has an answer in a time of history and a time of heresy to give us truth, to give us what we believe. And this is where St. Dominic was born at this period and was raised up to answer this heresy. So I'm going to read to you a little bit of life of St. Dominic and how he responded to the Albigensian heresy. St. Dominic was born in Spain of noble parents. He was the son of blessed Joan of Aza. So his mother is even blessed. Her holiness begets holiness. Joan had difficulty conceiving and prayed at the shrine of St. Dominic of Silos who had a tradition of patronage of that problem. When she became pregnant, she named the child Dominic in honor of the saint. While pregnant, Blessed, Jones, Blessed Joan had a vision 
that her unborn child was a dog who had set the world on fire with the torch it carried in its mouth. A dog with a torch in its mouth became a symbol for the order which he founded, the Dominicans. At Dominic's baptism, Blessed Joan saw a star shining from his chest, which became another of his symbols in art and led to his patronage of astronomy. St. Dominic studied philosophy and theology at the University of Palencia. He became a priest and became a canon at, of the Cathedral of Osma, Spain. He became an Augustinian. He worked for clerical reform and had a lifelong apostle among heretics, among, especially Albigensians, and especially in France. He founded the Order of Friars, Preachers, Dominicans, in 1215, a group who lived a simple, austere life and an order of nuns dedicated to the care of young girls. It, the actual story is, is that St. Dominic met an Albigensian and he got in an argument with this Albigensian. So the Albigensian was stating all the beliefs I, I had just said to you. And, and St. Dominic was so impassioned for the truth of the church that he felt he needed to do something. And that's where he found it the Dominicans, because he recognized that the common person did not know the truths of the faith and were led by these heresies, were led falsely by these heresies. And so he, he wanted to have an order to, uh, of, of preachers to study the faith, but then to preach the faith to the people. At one point, Dominic became discouraged at the progress of his mission of converting the Albigensians. No matter how much he worked, the heresies remained. But he received a vision from Our Lady who showed him a wreath of roses representing the rosary. She told him to say the rosary daily, teach it to all who would listen, and eventually the true faith would win out. Dominic is often credited with the invention of the rosary. It actually predates him, but he certainly spread devotion to it and used it to strengthen his own spiritual life. And so like the modern mysteries of the rosary that we get is from St. Dominic, but the angelic psalter on the beads was prayed before Dominic, but maybe not without the mysteries. So the, the rosary as we have it today, we can attribute to St. Dominic. He was reported a miracle worker who brought four people back from the dead. Legend says that Dominic received a vision of a beggar who, like Dominic, would, would do great things for the faith. Dominic met the beggar the next day. He embraced him and said, you are my companion and must walk with me. If we hold together, no earthly power can withstand us. The beggar was St. Francis of Assisi. So they both lived at the same time. Why was the rosary was Dominic's weapon against Albigensianism. Why the rosary? What was it about the rosary that would bring people back to the faith? So the, the rosary has both a, a material element, a body element, and a spiritual element. You know, just like the Albigensians where they try to do dualism, but only they're together, they're together. What's the body of the rosary? Well, first of all, you have to have rosary beads, physical rosary beads. Make sure you have them blessed. 
If you have rosary beads, make sure that they're blessed because God confers protection if you have blessed objects with you. So you have these beads with a cross on it. And the rosary consists, first of all, of vocal prayers. So it's good to know our basic prayers of the faith. What's the first prayer? The Apostles' Creed, which, which says, I believe, I believe we're stating our faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty. I believe in God the Son incarnate. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church. And it comes from the ancient uh, baptismal vows and promises that a person would make as they were being baptized. So when we're praying the Apostles' Creed, we're, we're in a way renewing our baptismal promises and vows to God to reject Satan and to believe in the truths of the church. Then it consists of the Our Father, the Hail Marys, and the Glory Bees. The Our Father is the prayer that Jesus revealed to us. You cannot get a greater prayer than the Our Father. I always give in confession because it's the greatest prayer. Next to the Our Father is the Hail Mary. The Hail Mary part of the prayer was, was the prayer that the angel Gabriel from heaven, from God the Father, said to Mary, Hail, full of grace, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And so we're praying that prayer. We're praying the prayer that the angel Gabriel gave to Mary. It's a scriptural prayer that we pray, asking for Mary's intercession. And then we pray the glory be. Why is the glory be so powerful? Because we're glorifying the Holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You can't get a, a more beautiful prayer and to pray the glory be. And then after the mysteries, we can pray the Fatima prayer, the oh my Jesus, praying for sinners. And at the end, we pray the hail holy queen asking for the Blessed Mother's powerful intercession. This is the body part, the material part of the rosary. What's the soul of the rosary, the spirit of the rosary? Meditation. Meditation. How do you meditate? Some people come up to you, Father, how do I meditate? I can't, like my mind is going on all different places. I'm thinking about my dinner. I'm thinking about my kids. I'm thinking about this. Well, first of all, you have to slow down. You just got to slow down. You're about to pray the rosary. Pray to the Holy Spirit to guide you. And then just think about the mystery. So I, I always tell people this. If you can't pray a whole rosary, pray one decade and make it very simple. Pray the third joyful mystery. What's the third joyful mystery? Christmas. You can't think about Christmas? I love Christmas. My favorite holiday. Think about Christmas. Just think about you know, Mary and Joseph and the baby and the hay and the manger and, you know, the shepherds and the wise men coming and the Christmas songs. Like you can be thinking about a Christmas song as you're praying it. Think about Christmas. It's very easy. Think about a Christmas tree. Or if you're in New England, think about the snow. If you're down south, think about the palm trees. Think about Christmas. Because when we think about those mysteries... We think about the incarnation of Christ. We think about his suffering, passion, and death. And then we think about his resurrection. The heresies are dispelled. Then we see the good of the body, the good of the material world, 
that Jesus became a baby. He became like us, incarnate. He was born of Mary's womb. That's why you say, blessed is the womb. Jesus was a man in every way, but he is God in every way also, both God and man. We don't need to split the material and the spiritual. That can be very dangerous in our life where we see our bodies as bad. That's not good. But on the opposite end, where we, where we only live for the material and we don't do anything spiritual, we don't pray, we don't, we don't do anything that's, that's spiritual, we don't think of heaven, we don't think of the afterlife, we don't think of our soul, that can be very dangerous if we split that. How do we do it? We need both. We need both the body and the soul. And the rosary will bring that to us. Seeing the goodness of the body and the goodness of the soul, the goodness of the material and the goodness of the spiritual. And this is what St. Dominic preached. And this is where, where he, he brought back many many souls back to the true teachings of the church. And his order, the Dominicans, still preach the truths of the faith, try to give us that, that gift of veritas, the gift of truth. Truth is only good if you have faith. If you don't have faith, then you can reject the truth. So you need faith with the truth. Both go hand in hand together. That your faith does need knowledge, but it's not absolutely necessary to have that knowledge. But it is good to have that knowledge so that you're not led astray. So pray for that gift of truth. Pray for that gift of faith. And if you want the simplest, easiest prayer to pray for the truths of the faith, pray the rosary. Because the Blessed Mother will never lead you astray. The Blessed Virgin Mary will always lead you to her son, Jesus. She will always lead you to Christ. She will always lead you to the truth. She will always lead you in a simple, humble way to come to her immaculate heart and for her to show you the beauty and wonder and truths of the faith of Jesus Christ. Pray the rosary every day like St. Dominic preached and pray for that gift of faith and truth to come into your mind, your heart, and your soul. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, 
I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.